have a certain amount of time. It was a lot of notes. But uh, I want to talk about we have the spirit of truth during a time of deception. And I just want to talk about how to deal with that, what it looks like. You know, how many know a deceived person doesn't know they're deceived? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know, you're in trouble and don't even know you're in trouble. How many got in trouble at school and didn't know you were in trouble till the principal finally came up to you? So I got stories when I was in school, smoking pot and all that, and, you know, I was in trouble, didn't know I was in trouble, but once you turn and you see the principal coming your way, it's like, oh, Jesus, what have I done this time? You know, I will tell you this, eighth grade, we, um, I shouldn't tell you all this. Eighth grade, well, I'll tell you this one, this one's funny. Eighth grade, um, <laughs> we had a math teacher that, you know, we weren't exactly fond of, so, uh, so some of the guys uh, colluded together uh, to, to put a tack in his seat. So we thought it was really, really funny, and all was well, and everybody was laughing, and everybody snickering in the whole room because they saw what we did. But he come in and sat down in his desk and abruptly stood up, and then quickly we found out that we didn't have, everybody in the room wasn't our friends because we got sent to principal's office. So, <laughs> And I did get a paddling, <laughs> and it hurt, and I needed it. So you can be in trouble and not even aware of it, so you know. Just be aware. So, so deception and uh, delusion is that way. And I want to talk about how to deal with it. And um, uh, so I mentioned this. I've mentioned this quite a bit. Uh, and we mentioned this with the men. We every uh, Let me give a commercial here. Every Tuesday morning at 6.30, we had a real big crowd of guys now. It's just crazy. I think this last time, how many did we have? Who counted? 21 or 22? I thought it was 22. Okay, whatever. Anyway, 20-something guys in a circle in the back of this auditorium. So we have a sti really stiff cup of coffee like it was tonight. Whoever made the coffee, nah, you got my nod. And uh, anyway, we, and we just sit and talk. And uh, this past Tuesday, we were talking about uh, deception. I read something, and I want to read one little small excerpt from, uh, from a book I've read that I'm, I've read uh, once and parts of it two or three times, but I'm going all the way back through the book because it blessed me so much the first time. And I want to talk about that, but we are living in the time, it looks like, just before Jesus comes back. I mean, it really does look like in an uncanny way. And, and as I listen to podcasts, uh, videos, and read articles and such, I'm not the only one that feels the, this way, that, that for the first time in my lifetime, we see things lining up in a way you really haven't seen them line up that way before. I know after World War One, uh, between... World War One and World War Two during the Great Depression and such, there was a big, a big move. People th they were thinking that Jesus could come back at any time, because uh, Mussolini and all these other guys uh, after World War One got to come to power, and and then you got Hitler rising to power in Germany and all that. And and I mean, uh, as I and I wasn't born until the fifties. Okay, that dates me, I know, but I understand from listening people older than me that it was a real challenging time. And boy, I mean, people preaching and teaching about Jesus coming back. But this time, the whole world is being affected by so much. And there's so many changes in so many areas of living. That, and if you know Bible prophecy, it's all colluding together. It's the second time I use that word. And I'm just lining up really crazy. So I want to talk about deception because Jesus said that that time just before he comes back would, would be um, aligned with tremendous deception. So let's talk about it. Again, I've mentioned this verse. Uh, several times here are two translations, uh, King James, Matthew 24, 4, when the Jesus' disciples asked him what it would be like just before you came back. And his first thing was, take heed that no one deceives you. And that's New King James Passion Translation. 
reads it this way, at that time deception will run rampant. And so beware that you're not fooled. So, so it's possible to be deceived again and not realize that you are. And, and that's a, a really scary thing to me. And um, um, deceived people are not aware that they are. And, uh, and I just want to wake us up. And the reason that you want to not be deceived is because of this. I hesitated because I was trying to figure out which direction I was going. There's going to be, and this really bothers me in my pastor's heart. I don't want any of you to be in this group I'm about to read about. I don't want any of you to fall away from God. I don't think anybody in the room tonight, you're not here because you want to fall away from God. You're here because you don't want to, right? And if you're watching online, why are you watching? Well, you don't want to fall away from God today. It's not the time to fall away. It's not the time to, you know, pay, play cat, patty cake with your flesh and with the, with the stuff around you. It's time to really get serious with life and make sure all your personal quote-unquote ducks are in a row. So 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3. I'm going to cut to the chase for time. And um, I'm not sure if you have the Bible in basic English. Do you have that? Is it in the notes? I don't remember if I, it's not, I didn't think so. So this is Bible in basic English, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 3. And here's what the Apostle Paul warned the Thessalonians about. Now as to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our meeting with him. It's our desire, my brothers, that you may not be moved in mind or troubled by a spirit or by a word or by a letter as from us with a su- the suggestion that the day of the Lord is even now come. So there were people that were saying in Paul's day that uh, Jesus is already, you know, it's not coming back. He's already come back. It's not all that. So it's already happened. And, and they were, you know, ruffling people's feathers and getting them upset. Um, verse 3, he says, give no belief to false words because there will first be a falling away from the faith. Now, that's Bible in basic English. New King James says that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. But Bible in basic English identifies that Greek word very clearly. Um, There will first be a falling away from the faith. Apostasia is the Greek word. And the revelation of the man of sin, the son of destruction, comes. So, again, a falling away. So there are those, here's what he's saying. There will be those that obviously are deluded, deceived, de- deceived. I'm sorry, and and um, are taken unawares, and and uh, it's unbelievable to me. Walk away from God. Now I've read that, and, and I have to tell you, it it brings up all kinds of thoughts. Why, why would somebody walk away from God at a time just before Jesus comes back? How how, how could that happen? You know. Uh, some people may be now my belief system and my podcast the last number of weeks and uh, yesterday and I've got another one tomorrow I recorded them last week and tomorrow I'll go in the office I'll record two for next week but I'm talking about end time things I'm actually covering Matthew 24 and Revelation 6 which are parallel chapters they they both work in uh, in congruence with one another and uh, and I'm going to be talking about the timing of the rapture uh, next Tuesday I get into the edge of it tomorrow, but next Tuesday I'll get into. The, we'll talk about when the rapture occurs because I spent. And you heard me say this. I've spent most of my ministry preaching, teaching, and telling people that that we won't be here during any of that seven-year period that Daniel saw in, Matthew, in Daniel nine twenty-four through twenty-seven, that typically called the tribulation. That we will be whisked away, and a lot of people believe that today. I notice on social media and the things I look at. 
that, that a lot of people are preaching and teaching the pre-tribulation rapture just before uh, the Antichrist is revealed, we're out of here. I don't see it happening. I, I, I sincerely mean that. And I have reasons for saying that, and that's not my topic tonight, so I can't cover it. But I will I'll probably talk about it tomorrow in the podcast. And I know I'll get to it Tuesday for sure, probably Tuesday and Thursday next week. So anyway, check that out. But uh, having said that, uh, some people I think will become... If it, Okay, so let me frame it this way. If Jesus comes back before the Antichrist appears... I'm going to high-five you on the way up to heaven, okay? Yeah, that's great. You were right, I'm wrong. Yay! But, but if, it, if the opposite is true, uh, and, and, and people who think they won't be here uh, are here when all this stuff kind of breaks loose, they're going to be extremely disillusioned. You understand that if you have a belief system that tells you you won't face any of this and you do, what's that going to do to you? So maybe you're sitting in the room, and, you know, I don't mind you disagreeing with me. Seriously, you can, you, can, you know, <laughs> come right up in my face and tell me you disagree, and I say, well, I'm okay with that. I really am. I'm secure in what I am and who I am and who I believe in, what I believe, in, and I want you to be that way too. Uh, and maybe you're watching and you disagree with what I just said. I'm cool with that. I'm really cool. But, but if, it, if it happens the way I think I've seen it, there's going to be a lot of disillusioned people, and that could cause people to fall away. I mean, like, oh, man. I mean, because, you know, somebody burst all their balloons, you know. Um, uh, so, um, or there could be, th- I'm just thinking of reasons that there could be a falling away, or, 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 or I think some people may start believing in the consensus of what the cultural trends are instead of the Bible and, and just move away from God. Uh, that's a scary proposition. So, so the question I have for me and you is, w- would I be one of those w- that would be vulnerable to fall away? So let, let's talk about, so to me, if you're not going to, you need to be a person that, that is hard to deceive. Maybe that's a good question. How easy it, is it for someone to pull the wool over your eyes? How, how easy is it for you to be deceived? Uh, how much do you believe in what you hear from people who are in authority? Now, we're getting into some weeds. Did you hear me? We've been taught, my generation was taught ultimate respect for authority uh, because my father came from that generation, World War II, Korean War, that, um, and then, uh, you know, just the financial troubles with the Great Depression and such that, you know, authority was a big deal. It was a, that was a big deal in my family. And, and so for me, I, I just, man, I got this belief that I always taught respect to teacher, respect the police officer, respect, to, you know, the pastor in the church, the proprietor of the store, obey the laws. And I still believe that, and we still should do that, right? Um, but then some people go so far as to be gullible. So you can have the respect without gullibility. That's what I'm looking for, see? We respect positions, offices, even though you might not agree with the person holding the office or in the position of authority, you still need to respect them. Is that true? But respect doesn't mean absolute obedience. If, if that's the case, then the disciples disobeyed because they said we ought to obey God rather than man. And they weren't dissing the authority. They were saying that what the authority was asking them to do was against what God's will was for them. Right? 
So, so we, we got to come to terms with all this now and see that has to do with the deception. So I think that a person that could be easily deceived is a person who just carte blanche believes authorities. Let me walk into a weed over here. Um, some things. Okay, so I'm going to say some things and Facebook may not like some of this. I spent over a year of days in other countries on you know, mission trips. And most of that time, I was just a naive boy. I, I don't know what to tell you. I was mm, a little over, not quite half my age now. Uh, but I just, you know, I just believe. I just believe m- my country's got my back. I'm going to be all right. And Bo said it best, peace is an illusion. You think everything's okay? Underneath the surface, there's stuff going on. And now I have to be real with you. I don't believe everything that a person in authority may say to me. I don't. In our nation, I do not believe everything a person in authority says to me. I don't care if they're sitting in a seat and they're making several hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't care. They may say it. I got to research it to see if it's true now. I didn't always do that. So if you're believing what you're hearing from authority figures, maybe an adjective that describes you as gullible. Are you gullible? Am I stirring you up yet? So let me go a step further here. So um, the, the era we're going into and the reason Jesus said this to Antichrist will be a deceiver. I mean, now that he is. Just, just listen to this. I've shared some of this, but I'm, I'm trying to do this in context. And uh, here we go. Daniel 8, 25. Um, he will be a master of deception, watch, and will become arrogant. He will destroy many without warning. He will even take on the prince of peace, princes in battle, but he will be broken, not, though not by human power. So he'll be a master of deception. Then I just read, uh, well, I hadn't read this yet. Second uh, Thessalonians 2, 9. Listen to this one. I got another translation of this somewhere, but I'll read this. The coming of, this is Second Thessalonians 2, 9. The coming of the lawless one. Sorry, Sean, you got to flow with me, bro. I'm just going to mix it up. And I'm going to go to Genesis 3 and uh, Luke uh, 4 in Bible and basic English in a minute. Uh, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. Watch this, with all power, signs, and what kind of wonders? And with all unrighteous deception among, how can there be righteous deception? Okay, unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, so here are people who don't love the word. You wouldn't call them word people. I would say you could say they're not believers or if they're believers, they're on the ragged edge and they don't believe the very Bible they're supposed to live by. So he says, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion or you could really say God steps back and allows delusional tactics to enter into their life um, that they should believe the lie did you see that for this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness so there's a group of people during this seven-year period when the antichrist is here that they're deluded and deceived in their thinking and uh, delusionary tactics are effective against them. That's a serious thing. The Antichrist is this way. First John two 
21, I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son is Antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either, but anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. I want you to notice in our culture how frequently um, well-known people, I started to say entertainers, but I'm just across the board, well-known people who um, have, a, a, have visual cameras on them and you see them in various places, they talk about God and God loving us. If they never mention Jesus, that should be suspect. And see, that deceives a lot of Well, he talk about God. Well, so what? So does the devil. You know, so does the Antichrist. So just be aware. 1 John 2 is really good. You ought to memorize that, really. 1 John 4, 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses or makes a public acknowledgement that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not from God. So, so how do, uh, and this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and already is in the world. You're of God, little children, overcome them because uh, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And so again, uh, this lack of acknowledgement of Jesus is a telltale sign. So this is one I really think you ought to take the task. People across the board, you're on Facebook, you're on whatever, podcast, YouTube, whatever. And somebody's talking about God, talking about the Lord. They're talking about the Lord. If they never talk about Jesus, it's a problem. Because that's a setup for deception, right? So uh, the idea here is not to be gullible. Uh, so, um, and then right along the veins of the Antichrist being a deceiver, Isaiah 520 um, is off-quoted today. Uh, Woe to those who call evil good, good evil, who put darkness for light, light for darkness, bitter for sweet, sweet for bitter. So again, you know, it's, it typifies uh, the day that we're living in. So I want to give some definitions before I go where I think I'm going um, to deceive. Noah Webster, 1828 version. I think Sean turned me on to this one. Is that right, Sean? Yeah. Um, he's got four definitions for deceive. Uh, to mislead the mind. Mm, that's a good one, isn't it? Uh, to cause to err. Uh, to cause to believe what is false. Mm, to cause to believe. what Put faith in what is not true. Get it? Mm. To impose on, delude. Mm, delude. To beguile, to cheat. Three, to cut off from expectation, to frustrate or disappoint as his hopes were deceived. Uh, to take from, to rob. You know, if you lie to me, you're robbing me. Is that good? Um, and then First Timothy 4, 1 and 2, this is Passion Translation. The Holy Spirit is explicitly revealed to Paul at the end of this age. Many will depart from the truth faith one after another. Now notice, devoting themselves to spirits of deception. Wow. Uh, and following demon-inspired revelations and theories, hypocritical liars will deceive many and their consciences won't bother them at all. Second Timothy 3.13, uh, in his second letter to Timothy, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And then Jesus said to the religious leaders of his day, and it made him just so mad. Um, John 8:44. you're of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. Doesn't stand in truth. There's no truth in him. 
when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he's a liar and the father of it. So if I lie, the devil's my daddy. So we have a lot of politicians who are Satan's sons and daughters. There are a lot of judges who are Satan's sons and daughters. There are a lot of governors who are Satan's sons and daughters. Yes or no? That's, that's harsh, isn't it? Is that what Jesus said to the religious people? of? wonder what Jesus would say if he came and paid a visit to America. What if Jesus addressed the halls of Congress? What would Jesus say? What if Jesus addressed the nation? Tonight we're having an address. We have, an, we have a visitor tonight. The Lord Jesus Christ just appeared from heaven, and he has a word for America. What would he say? Woohoo! Wow. I'll let you figure that one out. Uh, so the word deception, then the word delusion. Now this is where we're living today, and I'm going to try to summarize this very quickly. Uh, delusion. Now this is where we've been living for two years. So don't cut Facebook off because I want to see if they cut me off or not. So Facebook, this is a test tonight. I don't know what to say, y'all. Did y'all know I do not, did you know that our services don't show up on my personal feed on Facebook? Did you know that? Uh-uh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wonder why. I'll let you figure that out, too. Here's delusion. Listen, an erroneous belief that is held in the face of evidence to the contrary. Is that going on today? Can I pick a weed? Now, this is real. These are facts. I'm not saying anything that is not unsubstantiated for the past two years. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. For the past two years, what have we done? Is that true? Should I say that? For the past two years, we've put on masks. But the government told us to. So we're quiet because we want to. And, and we've distanced ourselves six feet. Yes or no? And it's become, you know, it's, it's not a law. Um, it's something that some people want us to do. But that mask does nothing to hinder the spread of disease. Pastor, you just went, you went cross. Well, wait a minute. We're talking about delusion. Now, now, what I'm saying can be found anywhere in lots of places, both in videos, podcasts, and articles, what I'm about to say. The typical mask that a person covers their face with, unless it's an N95, which is cumbersome and aggravating, the average mask that people wear, and some people still wear them outside. Okay? And, and again, y'all don't think, I ain't, if you want to wear a mask, I'll get you one, and I'll let you wear it. I'm okay. It doesn't bother me. And if you want to come to our church and wear a mask, I'm okay. I won't say a word. Is that okay? Is that okay? I have to say all this. But listen, the facts are it does nothing. The viruses that it's trying to keep somebody from having, those, those viruses are somewhere between one and four um, micromillimeters. That's 
of an inch. You get that? My mama would say it's itty bitty. I'm sorry, mom. You get it? Um, the masks, generally speaking, are anywhere from 62 to 80 microns. Question. With something that's one to four microns go through a hole that's 62 to 80 microns? What's the obvious answer? Why is nobody saying anything about that? But then you can't talk about it. If you, get talk, if you talk about it like I am now, what happens? And what do people do to you? Huh? They, yes, they do, don't they? You, you can't talk about it. Now, now, is that a problem? I personally think it's a problem because you're asking me to turn off my mind and blindly do what you say when there are no facts to support it. Did you know that's what the Antichrist will do? So let's read this definition of delusion again. Everybody still with me? Uh, hold the tomatoes. I'm okay. An erroneous belief that is held in the face of evidence to the contrary. So let me ask a question. Let me ask it this way. Is wearing a mask to keep another person, I and mean, it's not about my health, it's about yours. If you really love me, you wear that mask. So I don't get what you, what if, what if I don't have anything? Well, that's proven that you love me by what? See, it's all convoluted and mixed up. Delusion. Right or wrong? Now I forgot what I was going to ask you. An erroneous belief that is held in the face of evidence to the contrary. That's, that's delusionary thinking. So, if I never question that, and I blindly follow that, am I deluded? An erroneous belief that is held in the face of evidence to the contrary. What's happened uh, with the culture of the world now is there are forces that want us not to think. They want us to blindly obey. And that's what the Antichrist spirit does. You get that? Is it clear? I mean, really? All right, so how many understand I love you? And I don't, you wear a mask, you, I, I give you three. You can wear one, you can wear them, uh, you can wear them all, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, and I say nothing to people. You know, if somebody asks me to wear one, um, what was that acronym? <laughs> I won't say it. Number two for delusion. A delusion is a belief held with strong conviction despite superior evidence to the contrary. Did you hear what that said? We're talking about the spirit of Antichrist that's here now. A delusion is a belief held with... Everybody say, a delusion is... A belief held with strong conviction... Despite ev superior evidence to the contrary. So what does that say? That's somebody that will do something. They, knew good and, they know good and well. Science doesn't back it up. They just do it anyway. Because everybody else is doing it. It's herd mentality. They've heard it so much, they believe it. Yes or no? Okay, so this will be a challenge. Can I talk about this other weed? I'm going to put another weed on this side. Is this Okay. Help me, Jesus. The only reason I, I can say some of this is because you, you've heard uh, when COVID hit, um, God gave me the word nefarious 
as an adjective that described COVID. I don't have time tonight, but go look up the word nefarious, but then look up the synonyms for nefarious. And it tells you all you need to know about COVID-19 because I'm telling you the Holy Spirit in the time of prayer gave me the word and I never used the word and it's come true. So, oh boy. So so I'm going to make a statement. What was that? The COVID-19 emergency use authorization shot. Number one is not a vaccination. Is that true or false? What? Do you hear that it's a vaccination? Have you heard it more than 10 times? Have you more heard it more than 50 times? Have you heard it more than 100 times? Do you believe it? So if you believe, so let's go a step further. So if you believe that, the EUA, typically called a vaccination for COVID-19, keeps a person from getting COVID-19, do you believe that? But that's what you hear, yes or no? Have you heard that more than 10 times, 20 times, 50 times? Do you know people that believe that? Okay, I'm going to go a step further. All this is documented at this point. Um, My reference points, if you want to do some research on something other than Google, something other than YouTube, something other than Facebook, Twitter, just write these names down and and just listen to them. These men are extremely educated. And they're doctors and in their own right, medical scientists. One is the uh, creator of the mRNA technology that is found in some, not all, of the vaccination. And his name is Robert Malone. Did y'all hear that? M-A-L-O-N-E. And then the other one is a really smart guy. I'm really impressed with this guy, Dr. Peter McCulloch, N-C-C-L-O-U-G-H, Peter McCulloch. He's a cardiothoracic physician as well as a kidney specialist. I really, I've read, I mean, listen, he's one of the smartest men I've ever listened to in this area, in this field. (laughs) M-C-C-L-O-U-G, McCulloch. C-O-L-O-U-G-H. Is that right? Peter M-C-O-U-C-O-L-O-U-G-H. Anyway, if you, even if you misspell it, uh, if you go to the right search, uh, go to DuckDuckGo until they turn south. There's another search engine called Swiss Cows from Sweden. Uh, if you go to Google, probably won't find it. And they'll dish it, ditch his name, diss his name. Anyway, they have readily said that the COVID-19 shots not only don't hinder COVID-19, but they've gone further and said they're dangerous to the human body. 
um, now the actuarial sciences, is this okay to say this? I'm in the weeds now. The actuarial sciences that run the insurance companies, they found an anomaly last year. And they found an uptick that they've never seen before in deaths from ages somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 uh, to up to 50. And it's disturbing. It's a disturbing trend. You can find everything I'm saying. It's widely documented. And, and now news outlets are, are sharing it, but not the mainstream media. See, I'm gonna get, can I talk a little bit longer? I just want you to see how delusionary we are today, or the culture is today, or the world is today. Um, and this is disturbing, and I mentioned this yesterday, uh, yesterday with the men. Uh, the Vietnam War, 58,000 U.S. servicemen died. What they're calling the effects of the COVID-19 shots is the 21st century Vietnam because it's estimated now it's in excess of 61,000 people have died in America as a result of the adverse reactions of the shot, the, the EUA shots called COVID-19 shots. How many are aware of that? How, I, I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands if you've not heard that, because here's what I know. You won't hear that. You won't hear that on Facebook because it's banned. And I may be banned after tonight. <laughs> it's banned on YouTube. It's banned on Twitter. It's banned on anything else. Uh, mainstream media, I never talk about this. But it's real. It's true. It happens. Uh, have y'all noticed how many uh, uh, high-profile people are dying recently? How many, if you have, would you please raise your hand? Uh, what do I mean by high-profile people? Uh, actors? How many have seen actors that have uh, died in the last two months? Raise your hand. Um, artists, songwriters, singers? Raise your hand. Uh, athletes, how about athletes that are having heart problems and can no longer be an athletic person? Um, now, see, they won't go into the weeds, the detail. I, when I say weeds equals details, they won't tell you why. Bob Saget, figure that one out. There is a common denominator. It's the COVID-19 injections. There's a scheme, y'all. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough, these really smart guys, and they wouldn't, didn't even want to say it to start with, said there's a scheme here. Something's wrong. Uh, Robert Malone actually was one of the founders of the mRNA technology, which changes the DNA of a human being. And he actually, I saw the video where he first, first time he said, never said this publicly, but I, I have to say this because I'm an honest person. There's a scheme behind this. And it's a scheme for people to die. So I need to go on the other side of the coin here. If you're in the room and you've taken the vaccinations, you should not be filled with fear. If you're watching and you've taken that, my comments are not meant to fill you with fear because I'm a preacher and teacher and believer and actor in faith. Um, so Jesus said, Mark 16, somebody who said it the other day, you can drink any deadly thing and it will not hurt you. Some people have taken this because they want to keep their job. I understand. 
uh, and because um, because they got to feed their family and, and they don't want to lose their job and their employer has demanded that they take the vaccination and they've acquiesced to that. Others, others have hired attorneys and won in court. You don't hear all that, but it's true. I know because I know people that have done that. So, right? Do you hear any of this on the mainstream media? Any? Any? Really? So question, are we living in a time of delusion? Does that make sense? Now again, don't come to me and say, well, I got to, you shouldn't be saying that because all my families, well, I'm fine if you're, I mean, you go get the next booster. Go get it. I'm good. I'm okay. I love people. But I ache. I ache inside. And I feel, um, I, I don't know how I live with myself. If something happened to somebody I love and I've not been honest with them. Do you hear me? June the 2nd, 2020, it's a Wednesday night. You can go back to my notes and listen to the audio, video, watch the video and get my notes. I put out a four-page article and I cited sources, articles, and videos that talked about COVID-19, what it is and what it isn't. And, and I passed it out, and I put it on, and I said, y'all look at this. Some people did, some people didn't. Here's what I know about half of our population has taken the vaccination. I know that. So, so what does that mean? That means probably half of the people sitting here have. Do I still love you? With all my heart, with everything inside me. Do I think any less of you? Not at all. Uh, does it bother me? Mm-hmm. But don't be afraid. If that's you and you felt like you had to, well, just ex- exercise your faith and say, God, may I be immunized from that. May I be immunized from the effects of it. I'm asking you that in Jesus' name. I did that because I, I felt like I needed to defeat my family, yada, yada. How many hear me? Is that okay? Trying to balance it out before going any further. I'm just talking about delusion. Y'all, okay, another thing with delusion is, delusion is when something's true but nobody can talk about it. You know, in counseling circles I counseled for years, they call that kind of behavior when there's a white elephant in the room, they call it dysfunctional. So have we become dysfunctional when things are true but we can't talk about them? Huh? Is there a problem? What I'm saying, you can't even talk about this at work. Man, somebody's going to come in your face. In fact, you probably lose your job. Is that true? Well, I'll let the board tell you if I'm going to lose mine. I don't know. <laughs> Number three, a delusion is a belief held with strong conviction. Despite, listen, oh, a delusion is a belief held. Okay, a delusion is a belief held with strong conviction despite superior evidence to the contrary. I have read articles and watched as people have said, well, this one made me sick, but I'm getting another vaccinate. I'm getting another inoculation here. I'm getting another one. And, and the last one had adverse reactions, par none, but it's delusion. Delusion causes you to think, to act beyond what you know is true, but you do it anyway. Yes or no? 
I need to also go on the other side of the coin. I'm not against vaccinations. I've been vaccinated many times in my life. I've traveled to Africa a good bit in other parts of the world. In some places, I don't know another word to use other than they are just nasty. I mean, really nasty. And there's some critters that you can't see that'll make you really sick. And I believe God, but if you've got a true vaccine that will inoculate me from that, stick it in my vein. And I've done that, and there's no problem with it, okay? And I could go through the list of the ones I've taken, so I'm not anti. Everybody get me? What I am is anti-delusion. And as a man of God, you can determine if you think I'm that or not. If you're watching, I'm fine. I have to tell the truth. And if I withhold things from you that will help you, I don't care about you. So that's the reason. Is that true or not? So anyway, let's go a little further. Listen to this. Just listen to this. So this is, everybody okay? Give me a few. Can I have a few more minutes? I really wanted to be done by now, but I got to keep talking a minute. Here. So this is Rick Renner. I mentioned this to the men yesterday. Uh, this is from the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Okay, when I was a little, there was a, there was an adage, I double dog dare you. So I double dog dare you to read this book. It was written in copyright 2019, before COVID and all that. But y'all, hand in glove fit. It's amazing. How to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. And this is uh, uh, from the Kindle edition, location 805, because I don't have page numbers. This is from Rick Renner. Then he says this, the word seducing in the uh, verse 1 Timothy 4.1, in this verse is translated from a form of the Greek word planeo and describes a deception, a moral wandering, or a person or a nation that has veered morally from a solid path and is now adrift. However, it's also very important for you to understand this word planeo can also be translated as the word delusion, see? And that's probably the best translation in this context, 1 Timothy 4.1. I've just read it. Could they be therefore taken to mean now the Spirit speaks expressly? The latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to spirits of delusion. In this pivotal verse, Holy Spirit prophesied that at the very end of the age, spirits of delusion would stealthily, methodically, and seductively entice people away from long-held established truths into doctrines or new concepts that are advanced by demon spirits. His second quote from that book, and at this point he says, however, I want you to understand that the Bible forecasts a time when spirits of delusion will be rampant in the earth and will lead society into a condition of delusionary reasoning and believing. For the last two years, we've been living in a condition of delusionary reasoning and believing. I just want you to think about it. You don't have to agree with me, but you do need to think. And we're being programmed not to think. And that is the spirit of Antichrist. How many hear what I'm saying? And, and so then uh, some people say, well, you need to obey the authorities. Well, as long as they're telling me to do the right thing and they're being honest. But once an authority figure moves away from truth and we still live in a free culture and we're supposed to have a First Amendment which allows freedom of speech and movement and assembly and all that, then I ought to be able to state my case and live my life unless we're no longer free. 
I want you to see there's a bigger issue going on here, and it's an issue of freedom. It's an issue of rights. And this, at some point in our future, worldwide, and America doesn't have to be here, but the way we're acting, we will be involved in it because we're acquiescing to delusionary thinking. In the future, you won't, uh, people will not have rights. They'll be told what to do and how to do it. So, how many hear me? So, uh, misinformation is everywhere. I've already talked about COVID-19. Now, uh, sexual issues in school, being taught in school, is that a problem? It's a deep problem. When, when you can't say if a person's male or female and you're going to be a Supreme Court justice, my friend, you have a big problem. Right? You may not agree with me on that. You can look between your legs and you know if you're a boy or girl. I was in the room when all four of my children were born. And the first one I said, mm, that's a boy. Second one I said, mm, that's a girl. Third one I said, mm, that's a girl. Fourth one I said, mm, that's a girl. Because they had the apparat tie. And it's delusion to say anything else. Yes or no? So let me show you, how, can I show you how this works? I got other things. I can talk about Ukraine. Do not believe the news about Ukraine. It's so much deeper than you ever imagined. The dollar, the dollars that you have in your pocket soon will be worth nothing. And will be replaced. And you probably know nothing about it. If you're looking at the news. Mainstream media news. You hear nothing about this on Facebook. Twitter. YouTube. You hear nothing. Crickets. Nothing. Because they don't want you to know. I started getting an alert. alert. Um, I can't go into weeds far with this one except to say. Two years ago, Susan came to me and said, I said, well, I've been thinking that very thing. And it had to do with finances. I said, well, look at there. You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. He's talking to us. Jesus said he would show us things to come. So we made choices and decisions. What are they? You have to come talk to me personally. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a pastor. But think so Ukraine, you can't believe. I, I, I have a lot to say, and it would take me about 25 minutes to say it all. I don't have time. No, I don't have time. <laughs> take me out to lunch, I'll talk your ear off. Everybody, anybody ever heard of the metaverse? Uh, how many knew that Facebook changed their name to Meta? If you knew that, raise your hand. Do you know what Meta means? Beyond. Did you know that? <laughs> Metaverse is beyond where you're living now. You know what Facebook's trying, wanting to do along with Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all that? You know what they're doing? Social media outlets? Google? They're creating an alternate universe 
where only what they allow is believed. Do you think what I'm saying is far-fetched? Have you ever heard this before? Huh? You've been Facebook. She says she's been in Facebook jail. I probably will be after tonight. <laughs> Y'all bail me out. I don't know. <laughs> the meta. Yeah. Well, what's the, what's the goal and scheme? To frame things. Now, here's what, this is perfect. Thank you, Lord. To frame things in a way that it changes what people believe, hence how they live. Yes or no? Now that, my friends, is the spirit of Antichrist. What does the spirit of Antichrist do? What does delusion do? What does deception do? Gives you a morsel of truth with a twist. Yes or no? I want you to think about it. Now, I've, I've worn this illustration out, but my grandmother had rats in her cellar. She had a cellar, I mean, down underneath her house. They dug it out, and she canned fruits and vegetables and such and also kept smokehouse meats down there, I think. And, uh, but they got rats, and she don't like rats. So she got some wax paper and, and put a nice piece of meat in there and then put some arsenic on it, rolled it up. You know, it looked like some of that candy you get at the beach, you know. And she just chunked them down there, and guess what? <laughs> she goes outside, and there's dead rats laying upside down. <laughs> now, if she had just put arsenic in there, would the rats be dead? No, they'd smell like it's me bad. But they put a little bit of arsenic on the meat, and the rat said, that's a, that's a choice dinner. Thank you, ma'am. You love me. And so that's what the devil does. He says, well, I love you. I'll give all the truth you want with a twist. Yes or no? I want you to see what's happening today. That's the reason so many people will be deluded and deceived because there's an element of truth, but it's not the whole truth. You know, I got some whippings when I was a boy. Y'all know what a whipping is? Because I withheld truth. Uh, Genesis 3, listen to this. And um, Sean, this is the Bible in basic English. Hang on, y'all. I've got to go to my reading history here. Because uh, here, uh, yeah. Genesis, just, here's what's happening t right now. And this is the, um, the, the deception of, Adam, uh, of Eve and then the sin of Adam. The snake was wiser than any uh, beast of the field. This is Bible in basic English. The Lord God had made said to the woman, Has God truly said that you may not take of the fruit of any tree in the garden? And the woman said, We may take of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God has said, If you take of it or put your hands on it. And he never said, We have no, nothing in the biblical narrative. She added where he said, Nor put your hands on it. She said that, not God. Death will come to you. And the snake said, Death will not certainly come to you. For God sees that on the day when you take of its fruit, your eyes will be open. You'll be as gods, having knowledge of good and evil. Did the devil tell the truth? Oh, he told, told a por did he tell a portion of the truth? Did he withhold what was really going to happen? Spiritual death, physical death, and the second death 
opened up to the human race the day they ate. And he didn't tell them. He withhold tr- held truth. He twisted, right? Then, then, then go over to Luke 4, and you know this, but i got to read it for context. Luke 4, here's Jesus' wilderness. I want you to see it's the same devil, and it's the same devil manifesting now. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, came back from the Jordan, was guided by the Spirit in the wasteland for 40 days, being tested by the evil one. He had no food in those days. Then when he came to an end, he, uh, they came to an end, uh, he was in need of food. And the evil one said to him, if you're the Son of God, give orders to this stone to become bread. And Jesus uh, made answer to him. It's been written in the writings, the word, bread is not man's only need. Took him up and let him see all the kingdoms of the earth in a minute of time. The evil one said, I give you the authority over all these. The glory of them has been given to me. And I'll give it to anyone at my pleasure. If you then will give worship to me, it will all be yours. Now, that was a lie. That was a lie. Jesus answered, it's written in the writings, give worship to the Lord your God and be his servant only. Took him to Jerusalem, put him on the highest point of the temple and said to him, if you're the son of God, let yourself go down from here. For he has said in the writings, he will give his angels orders to take care of you. Now he quoted scripture from Psalm 91. And in their hands they will keep you so that your foot may not be crushed against the stone. Jesus made answer and said to him, it is said in the writings, you may not put the Lord your God to test. So, so again, see, see the same thing's happening. Same devil. See, it's the same devil that, that keeps whoever's, um, what do they call them? The people on Facebook that look at what you say. Fact checkers. See, it's the same devil spirit of Antichrist behind the fact checkers that are being told what to do by Meta or Facebook to withhold information. And when they take the YouTube videos off because they disagree with the content. And when they don't let the Twitter be seen or stated. Right? Uh, Here's a bigger question. (sighs) If what was being said that's being taken off is so innocuous and so wrong, why not just leave it there and let the truth they're spilling out show it for what it is? Anytime a person withholds something from you and gets really angry, you know they're hiding something. Is it true? Now, there's a term. I don't understand this term completely. Maybe somebody smarter than me in the room can tell me, but uh, mass formation psychosis is happening today. And that's where groups of people hear the same thing over and 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 over again until they believe it. It's psychological warfare. Or I watched a video. Did y'all see the thing that happened in Pennsylvania on Monday? The people on the interstate, four people died, and I mean, these 18-wheelers and cars slamming into each other. It was snowing really hard, and then it got foggy, and they couldn't see. Uh, Here's the issue. See, that's mass formation psychosis. They're going down the road doing what they normally do, thinking everything's okay, but see, the conditions are bad. It's snowing. The road is wet, icy. You know, the, can, you can't see. But they never change their behavior. And some of them, it cost them their life. And some got injured, and some lost their vehicles, and almost their life. Right? 
So that exact same thing's happening now. People are, are not aware of what's going on. And right around us, we're, we're the frog in the kettle. We are. So I want you to be aware. So I wake up every day saying, God, just, I just want truth today. So how do you, you say, so can I end this? Gosh, it's so late. Y'all okay? I violate, I'm violating the rules I've laid down for myself. So I'm going to beat myself up when I go home. So would you pray for me? <laughs> so what's the answer to all this? I love what Rick Renner said, and you don't have this quote, I'm fairly sure. He said this, as we continue to explore the downward spiral of widespread deception, Within modern society, keep foremost in your mind our vital role as the church. It's our responsibility to take an uncompromising stance on God's word and to serve what says and to stir, serve as the restraining force that impedes deception's forward progress in society. <laughs> so it can't take hold and entrench itself in people's minds. That's just the way things are. Woo, I like it. Don't you like that? So what is he saying? We are salt. We are light. If you know something's wrong, you should be able to stand up. Now, you've got to use wisdom today or you're going to lose your job. You may lose some friends. Some friends you might need to lose. might be good for you. Family get mad with you. I, I mean, I get all that, and we all have to deal with all of that, the ramifications, I get that. But here's, here's how do you deal? What's the answers to all this? Jesus said this, and I'm almost done, John 8, 31. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm. Bible in basic English, for some reason I like that today, and you will have knowledge of what is true and that truth, that will make you free. Uh, and then um, here's the, the skinny I want to close with here. First John 2.20, but you have an anointing. Uh, I want you to say this, but you have an anointing from the Holy One my notes are going haywire. And you know all things. So what is he saying there? You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and there's an inward knowing, an inward gut sense about things. And, and if I could ever encourage you to do something now is make sure every day you read your Bible, pray, but then, and pray, and pray in the, I pray in the Spirit every day. But then take some time where you're just quiet. Because God will speak. And, um, I mentioned this on my podcast, normalcy bias is a belief that everything will just continue infinitum the way it's been going and nothing's going to change. And I have an extremely, inordinately strong normalcy bias. That's the reason, I, you know, you, if I'm supposed to be here Sunday, I'll be here. I'm supposed to be here Wednesday, I'll be here. If I'm supposed to do this, I'll be there. I, I do it for long. I, I have the ability to do something for a long time. And not waver, and uh, and that gets me in trouble with this normal. That's normalcy bias. But where it gets you in trouble is when things are changing, and you don't want to change. So my normalcy bias, because I know things are changing worldwide, things are changing in the economy of the United States, and I've encouraged you. And I, you need to get you some. Uh, just have a have some extra food. All right, water supply. Okay, things are changing. You need to pray, oh God, anything I need to know about my, my, my dollar bills? And just ask him. He'll talk to you. So, so in the last, wow. Wow, in the last three months, I've done things I've never done before, ever. 
ever. Because I have a nudge and an urge. And because I love people and I want to help them. Does that make sense? So you just need to pray. Say, God, is there anything I'm not doing that I need to be doing? In Joseph's day, you remember Joseph in Genesis? Remember what happened after he became Pharaoh in Egypt? In the, in the, in the, well, he wasn't Pharaoh. He was prime minister. I'm sorry, I misspoke. But the Pharaoh came to him and said, I had a dream. And Joseph said, let me tell you about your dream. And you know, seven years of famine, uh, seven years of plenty, seven years of famine. We're in the seven years of plenty. It's coming to an abrupt halt. And now we're going into famine times, so to speak. And you just need to be ready. So you say, God, what do you need to do? How many know God's promised to take care of us? But it just ain't life like normal. It's different. Things are changing. The world is changing. So my whole encouragement tonight is don't believe everything you hear. If you do, you're gullible. If you do, you are deluded and deceived. And you may be one of those that fall away from the faith, and I don't want you to be. So if you're watching me, you don't know me, you've never heard me before, I just have to bear my heart sometimes. And I appreciate you listening to this. Yeah.